Greetings everybody, it's a great blessing for me to come to you today and just to bring you the gospel of God's grace. I'm going to be teaching on the new world order versus the old world order today and I trust that this message is going to bless you greatly and bring you peace in these times. I would like to welcome everybody that is watching for the first time and that is joining us today and also those that regularly slot in. It's an honor, as always, to serve you. Let us just pray as we start the service. Father, thank you so much for your grace and your kindness. Thank you for the love that you express towards us in Jesus. Thank you that you are a God of compassion. Thank you that you are a God that feels some, your innermost being starts to move when you see us and you see the distress that your people are in and you have come to give us peace. And thank you that we can see the power of your kingdom working in us and working in this world, giving us the hope of salvation as well as the fruit of salvation right now in our lives. Lord, I want to pray for every person that will be watching this message today. Thank you that you uh, just empower me to speak in a powerful way and that every person that watches will have an enlightened mind whereby they can see the dimensions of your goodness and love. Amen and amen. It is such an honor for me to minister to you every Sunday whenever we do so. Unfortunately, um, you know, with this lockdown, I find that every time at this time on a Sunday, because I have uh, most of our web church members is in America, we do our stream uh, this time, which is, well, about, it would be about 4.30 p.m. South African time. And um, when we do that, because I think because of this uh, lockdown now, at that time, most churches are streaming their services at high bitrate and so forth. And the internet is just overloaded, I think, all over the world. And that doesn't bring a stable stream. So that's why we will just upload our videos on a Sunday um, until we think of another plan on what to do. I'm sure once this lockdown is, um, once it's people are being freed up to just go about their business as normal this will be fixed and we will be able to continue but as for now i think we're going to just upload it and maybe not stream it on a sunday we'll see how it goes next sunday but uh, just that you guys know that is what we are thinking of okay like i said today i'm going to talk about the new world order versus the old world order and i'm going to just summarize this message quickly and say to you what i want to say and then explain it. I'm going to look at what uh, an order is. When we talk about the new old world order, we want to, I want to define what an order is. Then I'm going to explain what the traditional fear-based, uh, what I would call the old order is, and the new things they want to do under this old order. I'm then going to look at where this old order comes from, and I'm going to argue that it is just the order of man or what I would call the order of death which was brought into this world through Adam. Uh, then I'm going to look at what the, I'm going to also argue that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and that this is not a place for the devil, neither is God going to um, abandon his project on earth, this earth, to Satan and what he has accomplished in Adam. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and I'm going to explain that. And then, um, if we have time in this week, I'm going to get into it. Otherwise, I'm going to get into this next week. I'm going to explain what the new world order is from God's perspective. You know, whenever we want to look at anything, we need to ask, what is God's perspective on this? What is the, what is the world order according to God, who is in control of this planet, to whom has all authority in heaven and earth been given, and I'm going to argue that Jesus has inherited the earth, and so shall we, um, and I'm going to then ex um, explain from Hebrews chapter 7, that the new world order, or the new um, system why by which this world is ordered, is the 
uh, order of an endless life, which is possessed by Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm going to say this. The old world order is the order of death. The new world order or the new order by which this world is governed is the order of Jesus Christ. And he is busy, the Father is busy, making all Jesus' enemies his footstool. And the last enemy that shall be conquered in this physical world is death itself, since all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto Jesus. Meaning that he is the Lord of the earth. He's not just the Lord of heaven, he's the Lord of the earth itself. Um, and we are actually, as Christians, under a new order. I think that the devil always wants to copy what God has done and always want to get our focus away from what God has brought us in Jesus Christ. And that's why the, I believe the whole world's focus is what is the new world order that's going to come through the mark of the beast and through microchips and all those kind of things, which I don't say there is not such a thing. I think obviously the world's going to move towards microchips and, and all of that. And this old world that we are in will always have an, a, a new trick up its sleeve, um, which is always an old trick. And what the enemy now wants to do, I believe, is, and what man wants to do, and what death brings, is to have our focus so much on what this world is going to do. What is, what is this old world system that we are in, the system of death, going to bring forth? They're going to bring forth an antichrist. They're going to bring forth this, that, microchips, the mark of the beast, all of that. And who is the people that are afraid? Not the world, the church. The world does not care. Or the Let's say people that have not received Jesus, they don't care about a microchip. They don't care about vaccines. They don't care about any of those things. They're not afraid. They live in peace. And the people who is just biting their nails, living in absolute fear and tyranny, is the church. Because, oh my goodness, this time is going to come. We're not going to buy and sell. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. And we think that is the new thing that's going to happen. I believe that... Um, the, the new world, a new heaven, a new earth, the concept of a new world has been coined by God. And now the enemy wants to, I believe, and get the church sidetracked and then coin new world and the order of the new world to, to go to something that is not God, that is death. I think let us stick with what God is doing and have our eyes on him. Somebody write, wrote me an email and he said to me, Bertie, in these times there's so many conspiracy theories going around and there are Christians, uh, preachers, that are distributing these conspiracy theories on social media, in emails and so forth. And what are we to do as Christians? How do we handle this? And then he said to me, Bertie, please give me a biblical answer as pertaining to this. And the biblical answer that I have in mind is that whatsoever is good, whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is of good report, think on these things. That is the biblical answer. The Bible clearly says, and um, let me go and read, read this quickly. This is in uh, Colossians 3. I'll read it to you. Colossians 3 verse 1, if you be risen with Christ, and the question is, are you risen with him? Have you been made new with him? Yes, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits, at the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above, not the things of the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Oh, well, that is, that's it. Church, we need to realize, um, as an introduction, I'm saying this, we need to realize that God has already conquered the darkness that was in the world uh, before creation. When God made the heavens and the earth, we find that the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God conquered that darkness and said, let there be light. We saw that. Now, that is not some small darkness to conquer. Now, I don't have time absolutely not now to teach on that but that is something that he conquered he conquered what adam has done he's conquered what adam did in his disobedience 
if we look at what God has conquered in this world, I mean, if there's somebody who's had, who had problems before, it is God. He had a lot of things, uh, a lot of things that he had to deal with. But he conquered that darkness we spoke about in the beginning. He said, let there be light, and there was. He, Adam came, and Adam sinned, and he conquered that. He conquered the destruction of the earth through the flood of Noah and the unrighteousness that was upon the earth. God came and he conquered Abraham's fears and the barrenness of Sarah's woman, um, Abraham in his old age and that they could not actually, he conquered that. He conquered the death of uh, basically um, the whole Abraham. Abraham wouldn't have existed. He wouldn't have had people you know, in this world today, if it was not for God, uh, bring healing to, to him, to his body and to Sarah's body. He conquered that. He conquered the disobedience, or he, he first conquered the oppression of the, Israel, uh, the people of Israel when they were oppressed by the Egyptians. He conquered that. He conquered the Assyrian, Babylonian exiles. He came to this earth. He conquered Rome. He conquered uh, the cross and everything it stood for. He conquered death. He conquered death. Physical death. He conquered it. And the power of death and hell, he conquered. And as a physical man, he left the grave empty, for he was recreated in a glorified man and was appointed as Lord over heaven and earth. And we are stressing about vaccines and we are stressing about what's going to happen to us tomorrow. But our God is the God that has conquered so many things. He's conquered the idol worship of the heathen. He brought forth Christ as their Lord. This is, I mean, he has done great things. And this God of ours has promised us that this world shall be restored. Even Paul wrote it in Romans 8 that creation waits for God to manifest us as truly his sons, which we already are, but bring it into manifestation, physical glorification. And so shall this whole world be. For this is our inheritance. This is what God has come to do. And Jesus will come back to the earth. We will be caught up in the day when he comes. In the cloud of what? Of glory. The cloud of glory. Which is what? Resurrection. And as he comes and we meet him in that glorification. In the air. In that glory. On his way here. We will then. It will be like meeting somebody at the, at the gate of your property and then walking with him as he's coming to visit you he's on his way here and so will we be with the lord in this earth made new forever i want to tell you that there is an order in this world now which is of god which is much stronger than whatever was and we should not be afraid church fear not fear not let us read what the Bible says. Let us have our eyes on Christ. If you're not a Bible reader, you don't like to read the Bible much. Um, you know, I, we understand that all people aren't scholars. But all you can do is, and this is the thing, I always think of people that might be illiterate. This is what you think. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. That's what you put in your mind. That's what you think. He is Lord, not of heaven, but all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto him. Amen and amen. Okay, right. First of all, order. If I say new world order, what do I mean by order? Order is a social, political, economic system. And a system is whereby we will be defining authority and bringing forth authority. So what, what I'm basically saying, when we talk about a new world order or an old world order, we're talking about the system whereby that world function. A system whereby that world function. I want to tell you, the, the normal world, man without God, cannot bring forth a new order. They cannot bring forth a new order. Man in his own power is under the order of death, and God has warned man about that in Adam, and so will it for, forever be for those who don't put their trust 
in the new order that God brought forth in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the order of an endless life. So when we talk about a system, we're talking about this world's system as the system of death. It cannot produce life. You might say, but there's a new world order coming and, and, and that is going to be, you know, this mark of the beast and all those kind of things. And that is what we've traditionally believed. Let me tell you, this new world order that people are expecting in the world and through the media and the news and checking it all the time and prophesying about it. And it already, that kind of a thing happened at the Tower of Babel already, man. It already happened in the Tower of Babel where there was an order of man where everybody's now going to stand in the power of themselves and as they stand in the power of themselves they are now going to do whatever is possible and whenever God comes onto the scene you just find that it is just there's just confusion and you find that they they are confused and there is no life in that system that's not something new we have found uh, emperors, I mean, we found Rome, we found even England not too long ago want to take over the world. It is, my goodness, it is something that we've always known. Uh, uh, this, this globalization and the whole thing about a one world money thing. You know, long ago there was already things like that. It's not something new. It's not a new kind of order. It's an old thing. Jesus Christ has come to make everything new. So, we find a system, a traditional system, wherein we as the church, the charismatic church, in these last years, um, I don't know how long it is, but I don't think it's very old, we, we've just believed in this new world order that's going to come, the microchip, the mark of the beast. First it was the barcodes, and the credit card, and then microchips. And here's the church sitting in a corner as a little bit of a little candle there in the corner with all the darkness and the monsters on the church and people are so scared. It's amazing how scared the church are today when it comes to simple things. I'm not saying you should take a vaccine or not. That's not why I don't care what you do about that. What my concern is, is how much fear is in the church when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to those kind of things, as if, as if a person that has received the vaccine is now going to never be able to be saved by Jesus. What do you need for salvation? Ask yourself this question. What do you need for salvation? You need to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead by the Father and that He is Lord. That's what you need to be saved. And what do you need not to be saved? Do not believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and that he is Lord. That is it. That's how simple it is. And we've made our salvation so fragile that you can lose it for anything. No, it is not as fragile as what you think. It is robust. It is full of life. It is full of power. Let us not be afraid of anything. The Bible says that the fearful shall not inherit the kingdom. So, are you afraid of this end world things and all that? Hear the voice of God. Fear not. Fear not. I'm not saying that the world will not try and do things. I'm not saying that there will not be oppression. I'm not saying that they will not put Christians in jail. I'm not saying that they will not try and stop Christianity and that people will not even die. For the spreading of the gospel. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, even if that would be so, fear not. Jesus is Lord. He's conquered death. He's conquered the grave. And He is your Lord. And He has the power to bring forth eternal life in you. And He's got the power to bring forth joy and peace and righteousness in you right now by His Spirit. Amen. Okay. So let me summarize this. What is an order? An order is a system. It's a very simple thing. The system whereby everything functions. We find that there was a traditional order that we believed. There was a traditional thing which we believed that, listen man, there's going to be a new world order. The way things are going to work, the system whereby things are going to work, everybody's going to receive a mark. This mark of the beast is then going to be um, uh, uh, 
you need it. you will have to have that to buy and sell and if you don't take that you're going to be beheaded and if you do take that you're not going to be able to be saved bringing a lot of fear uh, in people's hearts i want to say to you that was in the earth from i think about 70 a.d around about there until 90 a.d that has already happened there was a mark put in the foreheads and on on the hands of people if they wanted to buy and sell they had to pay tribute to certain gods and then if they did that they received a stamp on their uh, hand or or in the forehead then they could go and trade in certain cities this happened already it, it, it has already happened i'm not saying it cannot happen again it can still happen you i mean the devil's got no new tricks he might do that again but what the bible refers to in revelation there has already happened has already taken place and i believe that that what what basically Re revelation is telling us listen man believe in jesus know this that rome which was depicted as this roma the goddess of rome which was now such a beautiful goddess if you could see it on the coins they they uh, and, and see some of the history you could see that but what john was saying is listen man this Rome, this goddess that you think is so beautiful, that brings you peace, that brings a kind of a democracy, that is bringing harmony and all those kind of things, she's a whore on a horse. <laughs> That's what John was saying. He was speaking against the political system of the time and that we should not, and that the people of the time should not think that that is God's way of doing. God's way of doing is higher. Jesus is Lord. He is the one that was and is and is to come. They would say of Caesar and of those people of that time that there was and is and shall be then john says no no jesus was and is and shall be he came and depicted jesus the one being worshipped he is the true god what john was saying is is that jesus is lord and caesar is not and that we should simply continue to keep our eyes on jesus for he shall make everything new Life is not found in the political systems of this world and how they orchestrate and how they work and the peace they bring. Because what Rome would do back then is they would go and they would colonize places. And as these little towns would fight with one another and, and all of those things, they would come and take it all over by force. Some minor Asia people did give over willingly and that was also recorded but they would take a lot of it over by force and then these people can't fight with one another anymore and then they would say well look at the prince of peace you know caesar and these gods of rome and then john came and says that's wrong that is not true don't be deceived by thinking that these people are those that bring life and salvation the true lord is jesus and this, all these things shall be destroyed. And my question is, where is Rome now? Mighty Roman Empire. It is gone. It is gone. And in the very same way, that is just a type and a shadow of what will come in the day of the Lord. Everything shall be made new. And Revelation, when you read it, the only message you can get out of that that is truly what I would believe, believe the heart of the message is, Jesus is revealed as Lord. The new order that we are under is not this old world order and it polit its political systems. We are under a new order. The order that makes everything new, which is Jesus. And we don't accept the other. Now we can honor the we can honor the king, but we believe in the Lord. We can honor the president, but I don't believe in the president. I believe in Jesus. Glory to God. And that is what Revelation says from beginning to end, basically. It's talking about God coming, making everything new in Jesus. It is just the gospel. If you understand the simple gospel, you already understand the whole book of Revelation. What Revelation says in all of the typologies and all of everything is, uh, you don't have to trust in this world system. You don't have to be scared of this. The true Lord is God. Believe in Him and don't trust the arm of the flesh. Don't put the mark in your forehead and in your hand the mark 666. 6 is the, is the, is the imperfection of imperfection. That's what it is. It is the mindset of works. No, Matthew, now that is a microchip. If it is a microchip, then the mark of God in our foreheads must also be a microchip in order for our interpretation to be a consequent. That would mean that the church is going to produce microchips and going to put it in the forehead with a number 777, which will then control your mind, whereby the church will control what you think and you will only think good thoughts.
That is how we have to, if we want to be consequent in our interpretation. What I want to say is, Re Revelation saying, never be mindful of your own works. Be only mindful of God. Have the number of God in your forehead. That is Jesus Christ, the firstborn from the dead. Have that in your mind. Think of the resurrected Christ. Think of him as the Lord of this world. And you will find that you will not have to go for five steps now not to fear. You will find that you are not interested in all those kind of things. You know Jesus is Lord. And you find that from him in these times, the order of the new world, which is God's new world, which will manifest in this earth, will be in your heart. And that order or that system will bring forth in you love, peace, joy, kindness, goodness, meekness, temperance, faithfulness, and so forth. And in the end, you will explode into that which Jesus exploded into when he was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus is stronger. And he's not going to become Lord sometime in the end after the Antichrist has done everything. and what. No, no, he is Lord now of this world it might not yet appear as if we have seen his lordship manifest in everything in us but we already see that he is lord he was raised from the dead and he conquered physical death in this earth and has annihilated and destroyed the power of the old system or the old order of death when he was raised from the dead and that is what we believe in glory to god okay so the um, let us go to Adam and we just quickly look at, at Adam and Eve. Let me see how only 26 minutes. So I've got a lot of time still. When we look at the old order, this is how I see it. God, the, in the beginning, the, um, God created the heaven and the earth and then the earth was without form and void. There are many people with different views about that. I don't say you have to take mine, but I believe and the earth had become without form and void. and Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Um, and God then, in that chaos, bring forth a temple, and that temple was where he came and dwelt. A temple, I would now, we would call it the Garden of Eden. A temple was where God would dwell with man. So there was a garden, and God put man in the garden, and he came and dwelt with man. And that temple was now in a garden form, if you want to call it like that. And there God spoke to his high priest, Adam, which was to rule over all the earth and to subdue it, bring it into subjection. In other words, take what is what God has brought into the temple, meaning God is now fellowshipping with Adam and he's saying to Adam, Adam, there's something that I want to bring into this world. There's an order where, which I want to bring in here. What did Adam do? He didn't eat of the tree of life. He ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the order of of man or the order of dust or the order of mortality started to spread through this whole world through Adam. Through his disobedience we just found this death and decay continuing in the world and everything is being destroyed by Adam bringing in the order of man, the order of death, the order of knowledge of good and evil. I know what is good I know, what is, uh, I know what is good, I'm going to try and do the good, and then I'm going to experience the evil of not getting it right and dying. This is described in Romans chapter 7. Um, and I've got many messages on, on Romans 7 that you guys can go and check out. So we find an old order, or the order of man, which is the order of mortality, the order of death, or the system of death. Whenever you want to produce by your own power, you will not be able to do that. It is called the order of death. That's what I would call it, or the system of death. That we found in the Tower of Babel. That we found in the devil. And that was the order of you shall live by your own works and not by God giving it to you for free. God's order is, I promise you, you believe me, I bring it forth. The devil's order is, don't believe in God. You can bring it forth by yourself. You cannot surely die. So by your own power, it basically said, you've got the order of life in you. You don't need God to have the order of life. But what happened? Adam and Eve did not have the order of life in them. They were dying. They were, they were just um, of the dust, of the earth, earthy. 
Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, the first man, the first Adam was of the earth earthy, but the last man is of heaven. We're talking about the resurrected Jesus now, heavenly, and he gives us life. Okay, so we find the order of Adam or the order of the devil, or we can call it this way, the, the old order, the order that we've known now for so many years, the order of man's own ability. Standing, and God had to come and overcome that order. You see, the thing is, the fact that there is a wrong order by which this world was ordered through Adam's disobedience doesn't mean that this world doesn't belong to God. If I have a company and I get somebody to run it for me, I get a director, and he doesn't follow my order, and he starts his own order, whose company is it? Well, maybe he's destroying my company, but it's still my company. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 24 verse 1, that the earth is the Lord's, the world's and all of its inhabitants is the Lord. Psalm 24 verse 1, the earth is the Lord, Lord's, the world and all people that dwell in it. It belongs to God. That was Psalm 24 verse, um, verse 1. I also want to quickly go here and read Psalm 37 to you. Uh, that is 37 verse 29. It says, The righteous shall inherit the earth and dwell therein forever. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But the order by which things was ordered in this earth was man. Man was thinking he can order God's things. Then God was saying, well, you can try and live according to that order, but I'm bringing another order. I'm bringing a new order where, whereby this world shall be ordered. You are now under the system or the order of a priesthood which is mortal, which cannot live forever. If a priest is mortal in himself, all he can bring is what he is, mortality. That is all. But I'm going to bring a new priest, which is according to the order of an endless life. And I will order my world that has always belonged to me. The people that dwells that you're in, that belongs to God, I will order it. I will order this world according to a new order. So this world will have a new order, which I call the new world order. The new world order. The world will be ordered by the resurrected Jesus. And this has already happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus was raised from the dead. And all authority in heaven and earth was given unto him, whereby he orders things. We're going to see Paul say that as well in Hebrews. We're going to still read that. So what we see also in Matthew 5 verse 5. Matthew 5 verse 5 says, and let me read it. It says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Then we will remember the Bible says in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29. Come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come learn from me, for I am meek. Jesus is meek. He says, the meek shall inherit the earth. Then he goes on, later in Matthew 11, and he says, Come to me, I am meek, and you will find rest for your souls. Who will inherit the earth? The meek. Who was the meek? Jesus. Then he says to all of us who are still laboring under the old world order of works righteousness, come to me and find rest for your life. Why? For he is the meek one. Come learn of me, he says. What, what have we learned of him? He was meek and he inherits the earth. All authority has been given unto him. And as we rest in what he has inherited, we will find his rulership manifest over our lives as we're standing under the new order of God in this world and not the old order of the devil. I thank God for this new world order of Jesus. I, I mean, I put this on Facebook and I can't tell you how many people loved it and how many people called me a Satanist and say, oh, well, some say I'm even saying this because I want to get money. I don't know how you get to that. 
Um, others say I'm, a, I, I'm of the seed of the devil. Others say I'm a pure Satanist. Some say I receive my power from spirits under the sea. <laughs> because I'm saying there is a new order in the world. That we are under the new world's order. The new world order is the order of life. We've always been under the order of death. When God made the heavens and the earth, we brought his temple to the earth. He brought his man to the earth, start to speak to his man. And then he said, go and occupy, go and, 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 and do what you need to do. Here's the tree of life. Eat of that. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Before he could do anything, he just went into the, in the power of the flesh and brought forth just what the world was already from dust you are unto dust you return. And it was just that order of chaos. That order of man living by his own power. God's world, God's people, a wrong order. Now we find God's world, God's people, and a new order. And this order has materialized. This order of God has actually entered the fibers of this physical creation. When Jesus was raised from the dead, everything in this world was dying. Everything in this world is dying. And the concept is, was. Everything in this world was dying. Everything, every bird, every tree, everything was decaying, going backwards. And then God did something. He incarnated this world. Jesus put on mortal flesh. And then there was a piece of mortal flesh that became immortal flesh. And now a new order has come to physicality, which is the order of an endless life. And this man who got it right was appointed as the Lord of this earth to bring the new order of life into manifestation in this world. The old order will die away. It, it, it will die in itself. It self-destructs. It's in self-annihilation. But there's a new order. That has come to the material of this world. You see, a church, the problem that I think we have. We don't understand what it means when we say Jesus is Lord. I've said this before, let me say it again. And it's not a, a nice thing for our minds because we have been programmed. I mean, first time I hear this also, you know, my, your mind spins a bit. When John said Jesus is Lord, he said Caesar is not. Caesar called himself the son of God. But then John says Jesus is the son of God. That means Caesar is not. If we say in today's terms that we understand. We have to say Jesus is president. That means the others are not. They can call themselves presidents. The, the governments can call them a president and we honor the president, but we know who our president is. And that is not some spiritual hocus pocus thing. No, <laughs> that is not a spiritual abracadabra. No, Jesus is more president of South Africa than what our president, according to the election of this here is. Jesus is more president of America than what Donald Trump can ever dream to be. He's just president in, this, in, in the basic, basic order of the American Constitution. South Africa, we also like to think of ourselves as the land of the free. You know, we're not under apartheid anymore. We're not under bondage anymore. None of those things. America as well. We're the land of the free. We, we are free people. Jesus, the, the Jews thought that they were the free. Then Jesus says, you'll know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Then they says, we were not in bondage unto anybody. He says, if you still commit sin, you're in bondage, man. You're, in, you're a slave of sin. You're a slave of death. And we have the true rulership of this world is Jesus. And the way he does things is he, he, he works in people's hearts. People believe his spirit is poured out and by his spirit he brings life and order to this world. It is, in our mind, taking a very long time. But let me tell you something. God is busy with it. And in the end, 
Rome never thought they could be defeated. Never. But where are they? They're goners. We just have some buildings and stuff. It's now a holiday destination. Uh, that, that's what it is. It's, it, it's gone. But how big is Christianity today? It is growing. And God is busy. I want to tell you, Jesus is Lord of this earth. Paul and them preached Jesus so much Lord that the kings of that time started to jail them because they said, Jesus is Lord and Caesar is not. Let us come to a place, church, where we can believe that Jesus is Lord. We are under a new order. This world is under the system of Jesus. Yes, we maybe see other people trying to establish their own systems, but that would be like um, going in a, in a massive country with great power and you find a, a, a rule there and somebody tried to start something else under the bigger rule. It's just going to be squashed. That's all. Because there's a bigger true rule. Inside uh, free countries, you can find other small groups start trying to start communism, trying to start Satanism, trying to start... But you find that's what they try. But the true rule is much greater and it will be squashed. It's like taking over a whole country, colonizing it. And after you've colonized it, it will take time to teach your traditions and to bring your rulership there that it looks like the country of origin. In the very same way with God, He's already taken over. We are already under a new rule. When England came and they colonized a lot of the world, when they would go to a place and colonize it, then there's a new order. A new world, those people's world has changed. They're now under a new order. Maybe you, they still find the chief there and the, and the villagers and they were still continuing the way they're continuing. But as time will go on, you will find that what is truly in power start to manifest there. Buildings are going to look like the buildings that comes from England. You're going to find clothing start to look like the people get clothed in England in the very same way. Heaven has invaded earth, church. We are under a new order. The world, there's a new world order. You might say, but I still see villages. I still, I still see things has continued in this world since from the beginning. But let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what you see now. Jesus is Lord. And I can already start to see that there are people starting to be clothed with the clothes of heaven called love and joy and peace and kindness. Not functioning according to the systems of this world. Having the peace of God in their hearts. Because that is what God is doing in this world. Glory to God. Amen. Isn't that good news? And to me, that's good news. Hebrews 7, 16, I'm going to end off with this. For it's evident that our Lord, evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. And is yet far more evident, for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arise another priest. You see, I think it's Psalm 110 or somewhere there, it prophesies and says that there will arise a priest according to the order of Melchizedek. A new order. So there was the Levitical order, or what I would call the order of Adam, and you find the different high priests and all those kind of things. And then in the midst of all of this, there was a, a priest called the uh, uh, called Melchizedek. His priesthood and his genealogy was not written down, so he had no beginning and no end as pertaining to genealogy. So that was then a witness that he lives forever. And then in um, Psalms it says that there will come a priest according to the order of Melchizedek, which is the order of an endless life. And now it says that, the, that there should arise such a priest. And here it says that Jesus is that one. Let's read verse 16. Verse 16, who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. Who is made not after the system of a 
carnal human ability to do things, the Adam system or the Adam order, but after the power of an endless life, for it testifies, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, for there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and the unprofitableness thereof. So what he's saying is the old order, the old world order could not profit, but now this world is under a new order, a new world order. The new world order is the order of an endless life in Christ who was appointed as Lord over this earth. Another verse quickly, Matthew. Matthew 28. Go therefore, verse, verse, sorry, Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, all power is given unto me meaning all authority is giving, given unto me in heaven and in earth. So, if all authority was not his, but now it is in the resurrection, all authority, the authority to have eternal life manifest, that means there's a new system whereby things function. Not the system of works, it's the system of God through his spirit bringing forth life. He says, all power has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That means over every nation Jesus is not becoming Lord. <laughs> he is Lord. And whosoever else thinks his Lord shall be removed. Whosoever else thinks that he can oppress the Lord is called the enemy of God and shall be washed away and be no more. And all that shall be left over is the new world order, which is the order of an endless life in Jesus Christ. That's all. And as we, Romans 8, um, you can go and read that. We are now the sons of God. But what we are are not yet manifested. But we are groaning right now, waiting for God to show in this physical world who his sons are by making us immortal, having us explode into the full manifestation of the new order that has come to this world. And so the Bible says even creation itself waits for that manifestation. Glory to God where it shall co-explode. Therefore we now groan, but we who groan, we have the first fruit of the Spirit already in us. And this Spirit, or what we can call the new order, is groaning in us, aiding us, making intercession for us. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So, let me summarize. God has come. And he has brought a new order. And the church, whenever we say new world order, we hear Satan, devil, demons. Because what God is actually saying is, I've brought a new order to this world. The devil has so muddied that up by this political systems and a wrong interpretation of revelation and fear in people that whenever you hear new world order your heart says i'm against that so that when god wants to come and says say i've got a new order over this planet and over this world and i'm bringing my life to this world we say no 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 we don't want to hear anything of the world we don't want anything of the earth we want this earth to burn up and to be destroyed and we want to go to a glory land called heaven we don't care about the earth and that is anti the work of christ my friend that is anti-Christ's work. How are you anti-Christ? You are saying that he was not risen and you're saying that he is not Lord of this earth. That's anti the work of Christ. Let us stand in the work of the Lord saying you are Lord over our life. You know, when I preach this, I can feel in my mind, I can feel around me how the news and how false teaching and how fear falls off. How I feel the power of the Holy Spirit when I expect for God to do what he will do and he will do it. Will there be systems and people that want to arise and stand up against God? Of course, of course there will be. Will there be another Tower of Babel kind of a mindset? 
as long as what we have not seen the full glorification whatsoever of the old there was will manifest because as long as what people cling to it but why do we want to be mindful of the old if the bible says we are a new creation the old things have passed away behold all things have become new if we say all things have become new and all things are of god does that include the order of the world amen glory to god some might say Beth, if you word it this way you're going to get a lot of persecution and people are going to be against you and all of those things well this is what i feel i want to preach and uh, i'm sure that it will shake some it will push some away but it will definitely also help a lot of people and that's what i feel in my heart to do and if the persecution comes let it be but we're gonna see the truth of the gospel being preached and we're not gonna give what is god's to the enemy what is god's is the new world's order which is the order of an endless life and we're not going to be have it so much in our mind that we can't even mention new world order and God. No. We should not be able. Our hearts must say, if we say new world order and we think of the devil, we must say blasphemy. That's old world order. That's old things. That was from the beginning. The devil that was from the beginning a liar and all those kind of things is still busy with his old things. Now God has come to make everything new. Now we want to ascribe whatsoever is new to the devil. We're not going to do that. We're just going to get our language in line with what God is saying. He's come to make everything new. Glory to God. Thank you so much that I could serve you today with this message. I trust that it has blessed you and that it will continue to bless you in the good news of Jesus Christ. You are the loved of God. Your Jesus is Lord. Fear not fear not come unto the one who is meek who has inherited the earth and all that is in in it we have been received for his we are his inheritance come to him he knows how to make things new he understands how to bring forth mercy and kindness and bring forth eternal life come to him and let us rest let us rest we can watch the news be informed but don't let it overwhelm you man be overwhelmed by the love of god for he loves you thank you so much let me just pray for you father i want to thank you that i can speak peace over everybody that has watched this the peace of the kingdom of god i thank you lord that fear is removed from their hearts and as they think about this their minds are renewed having the knowledge of jesus Amen and amen. Thank you so much and God bless.